Hello, and welcome to Sunburn Zamboni. Oh, Hayden's laughing at me while I'm doing this. It's funny. Um, but welcome. Uh, the heck are, why the heck are we doing this? Because um, hockey's a, one of the best sports. There we go. Yep, I agree with that. Um, I So first of all, let me introduce myself, I guess. Uh, my name is Evan Thomason. And uh, my name is uh, Hayden Wilder. Cool. And yeah, welcome to our. What we just decided to do like two weeks ago because we're bored. What? Looking for something to do? I don't know. Yeah, about sums it up. <laughs> oh, that and as well, this gives us something fun to um, do in the future and stuff like that. Also, just so you know, like none of this is scripted. We're just like think. I mean, I guess that's the point of podcasts, just in general, is you think on the spot. But, uh, yeah, me and Hayden are just here to talk about hockey for a good long time with episodes on something we call Sunburn Zamboni. So, yeah. Um, do you care to share anything, Hayden, initially? Um, right now, I'm actually thoughts? also making a forecast. It's part yeah. of some part of our personalities. That is true. So, me and Hayden, uh, for those who don't know, are... Still seniors uh, at Florida State University. We are studying meteorology. Um, it's Hayden's turn to uh, FSU weather today on the FSU weather show. Because uh, today, today is Friday. Um, and, yeah, that's his day that he runs it. I run Wednesday. And I guess just even more in general, we love the weather. And this is our full-time job and part-time job as hockey nerds as well. Because that's the perfect thing to do in Florida, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're doing. We just decided to pretty much roll with this. I'm not even sure, like, when I'm going to be able to post this because I haven't even figured out the whole podcast upload thing yet. Uh, but... I will figure it out. Just so you know, today is Friday, March the 12th of 2021. Both of us are here in person. We're just using an app off my phone, basically, to record my voice. So, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'm just the main person chatting on about that. Um, What other logistics? So, yeah, we're doing this in person. Obviously, we both graduate in a month and five days how do you feel about that hayden oh uh, it's a little scary but it's also exciting i'm kind of ready for my next stage that's fair same here um God, i just wish i at least we have an in-person graduation i i will say that uh, uh, that is pretty cool um but uh yeah it's pretty nice um running out of just introduction things to talk about. Get to the get, hockey. Get into, all right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess, well, I guess the last logistics thing that I just came up with is uh, we'll, we'll see how often we're doing this, just in general. Like once every two weeks, I think, is what we're aiming for, right? Yeah, or something special really pops up. Something that is true. If, if something special pops up right now, just so you know, in general, we're going to be talking about uh, everything up to date, because obviously this is our first episode and nobody's up to date with anything. 
on our podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so right now we're doing it in person. Uh, we'll figure out the whole situation with us graduating in a month and then probably not seeing each other for a very long time, sadly. Uh but uh, we'll we'll figure that out when the road gets down there. Uh, we'll we'll figure out a program to be able to do this remotely uh, from where we are. But this is something we want to continue. Uh, hopefully, this th- the start of maybe something special. We like to call it. It's the first episode. It, I, I'd like to make it something special. I guess I don't know. Oh yeah, we'll uh, try. I just I love how I'm making this up on the fly mostly as well. So that's that that's pretty cool. Um. But anyways. Let's get into it. So first of all, l- let's go ahead before we before we uh, say our opinions and thoughts. Let's go ahead and say what our favorite team is and get that out of the way. Because I know we're gonna have certain biases towards certain teams. All right, let's so go ahead, Hayden. Uh, well, my team is the former is the current defending Stanley Cup champions, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning. The, the current champions embracing it, and I am currently wearing my uh, Stanley Cup T-shirt. My team, uh, St. Louis Blues, champions of 2019, while fans were still there, and it was still the whole embrace in the moment. Although I will admit, you guys had a cool boat parade party with the Stanley Cup. I, yeah. I, also, I, unrelated, the Bucks also had a good boat party, but that's a different story. <laughs> That is very true. Yeah, so Hayden goes with the Lightning, I go with the Blues. So today, what better way to start than just by not describing any of those teams at all? Let, let's get unbiased here about teams in your division, because I could go off about the West. You could go on about the East. Yes. Um, but we're today, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the National Hockey League, right now there's four divisions. Uh, they reworked the divisions ever since last year due to COVID re- uh, releases. And first of all, I think the uh, National Hockey League's done a pretty good job of actually handling the COVID situation. Uh, some teams have had to um, obviously skip some games due to it, but it, it's been fairly good for the most part. Um, but yeah, uh, anyways, just saying that in general. Um, so yeah, so... Four new, div- four new divisions, and basically the reason was Canada went to play with the United States, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's essentially what happened. The government was like, we don't like it, and so uh, so that's where we're the situation, but we're making it work. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Cool. So uh, we have, instead of, I think, I forget what the, was it called? Atlantic, Metropolitan, and then Central, and then West, I think? I believe so. Yeah. I think those were the four divisions initially, and it was separated into East and West Conference. But now, due to COVID, it's, um, what is it? It's East, Central, West, and then Canada. Right, does that make sense? And then they have sponsors for each of those You know, this is well. actually, I've been, always wanted Canada to have its own division. It just made sense to me, and here we are. So it's it should be fun to watch this. Uh, it's play pretty out. cool. It's a it's a blood bla- It's a it's a bloodbath basically, cause like yeah, it you face all your rivals and Canada doesn't have enough of a population anyways to support many teams. Well, let's think about it. Okay, so there's there there's 
No, I'm not saying Canada doesn't have a great population. Right, right. You get the point. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> There's enough teams where it makes sense you can have a single division with, like, eight or so teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, they have seven teams. Yes, they thank you, seven Evan. Teams. Yes, got you there. But the United States has 24 I think. Yeah, there's 31 total teams, 24 United States teams, 7 Canadian teams. Um, yeah, because there's three divisions of eight in the United States, East, Central, and West, which they messed around with from the other divisions, but uh, that doesn't matter. Anyways, they moved them basically East part of the country, Central part of the country, West part of the country. Um, even though I still find it weird that St. Louis is part of the West, even though they're in the Central. And... I, I guess they got to do something. Well, I mean, the Lightning are in the Central. It's very – we're playing teams we're not used to playing, but that's yeah. not the focus. That is fair. That is fair. I know that's not the focus. All right, let's get to our vision that we're opening up with today. So today we're talking about Canada. We're starting with, as I said earlier, a, a, a division that both of us can not be biased about since we're biased about the West and the East. Or No, West and the Central, right? Yeah, Bolts are in the Central Division. Um. So the Canadian Vision, seven teams. Uh, let's just before we go into each and every single team and talk about them and how they're doing, because <laughs> that's basically what we're gonna be doing just in general. Um, we'll talk about the general things about this division. I, 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 I don't know what to say about this division. Sometimes um, this is the division that probably confuses me the most. I'll be honest. And the, the reason why is there's there's some people that are playing well under their expectations. And there's some people, or teams, I should say, that are playing way over their heads, in my opinion, right now. Um, in, in a way. Right, we'll get to it in a minute. But this is what I call, I'd like to call it each division, like, their own separate name. This is my, like, 500 division. Where just about every team, except for one above and one below, is pretty much around 500. Or I consider to be around 500. There actually might be two now. Winnipeg starting to pull some up above 500. That is fair. That is fair. I I still have my doubts about Winnipeg, though. Yeah, it could very well even out. But right now, it looks like they're surging a little bit compared to what I last saw them at. That's good. So you said they're second in the division right now. It's... Again, March 12th, when we're recording this. Um, games every single day, so obviously they can change within a notice. Um, but yeah, uh, how do you want to... I guess we'll go into the first team now. Um, we want to work so, from the bottom up, or do you want to work from the top down? Because the bottom is always more or, fun. Or, and just a suggestion, we could also work east to west and make it, like, mixed. Or we, I kinda, could, we could do bottom all right, to top. All right, well, yeah, we'll go east to mixed. west. East to west, okay. You can see we're clearly working through this now. <laughs> see, I know. Well, we had a general plan going into this, but uh, that's what I love about podcasts. And even though this is my first one, I it's just uh, interesting to do things on the fly. And people will roll with it basically and there's nhl on the fly it's it all working together <laughs> we're not promoting any programs here hayden <laughs> but thank you yes all right uh i gotta pull up my nhl stuff just in general um and also remember which uh team is farthest out to the west in canada i think it's montreal 
Further east? I, I think Montreal is the furthest east team. Yeah, Montreal is the furthest east team. All right, team. cool. So, first team out of seven I want to take a look at is the Montreal Canadiens. Now, this is oh, I. This is one of these teams that especially confuses me. Because at the beginning of the year, this team was on fire for no reason. Honestly, I thought they had way too many people playing over their heads, as they normally do with their signings. Just so you know, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a look at their full uh, roster right now. But two people in mind that they signed into the off season. First of all, just in general, they kind of have been on the downside recently, though. They they've been on a little bit of a losing streak, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of tumultuous. I mean, they fired Claude Julien, so I think that kind of tells you what's really underlying that record there. Yeah, that's their uh, head coach as well, for those of you who don't know. They fired their head coach. He was Claude Julien. First of all, very French name. Montreal, very French town. I thought he was personally a good fit, but I guess they decided otherwise. He won a cup with uh, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I think he's a very capable coach. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say, though, that, like, coaches with that, like, sometimes they run past their expiration date. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it could be, like, one of those situations, in a way, uh, that happened, um, pretty much just happened to, just happened to basically go out that way. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's a team that was on the rise at the beginning of the year absolutely amazing people playing over their heads and now they've since faltered off a little bit they've come i guess in my mind a little bit more down to earth so to speak they're fourth in division right now out of seven teams yes you still have a playoff spot uh so just so you know um the top four teams have playoff spots right out of the seven so congratulations most of the teams will make playoffs in the canadian division um but, uh, yeah, it's – I – hmm. I'm trying to gather my thoughts on the whole situation right now. But I guess, first of all, we can go through the lineup and just kind of sort everything out there. But two people in mind that are coming to mind, and I'd say just in general, the fact that we have – I feel like every time Montreal signs free agents, they always play well, well over their heads. Yeah, um, I think Jonathan Druin, who used, they actually got an acquisition from the Lightning, and he's actually found his niche from what I saw from last year. And I think he's done well this year. Last last year, let's take it to stats this year. Oh, one goal. I, I, I was going to say, I thought I saw this the other day. He only has one goal this season so far. Well, I'm beating Crow right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fine. See, we're exploring this together. We're exploring this together. This is fine. Uh, so the Canadians have played 26 games in general. So he only has one goal being the centerman there. I'm not, I'm not sure what line he's on. Um, that would be something interesting to look at. Um, I think he plays probably on more of the second or third line. Uh, but he does have 10 assists. He does have 11 points. So I'd probably say he's a solid depth person. Yeah, I'm for sure he's a good depth piece. Depth piece, yeah. But that's a good theme for Montreal overall is – they're all depth, but I, I, I think what they lack is a true superstar to actually bring them 
bring them more glory, basically. Yeah, they really need a uh, an iconic figurehead to take over. Yeah, they. I mean, this is a team that hasn't won the cup since the 1980s. Although you could say that about all the Canadian teams, to be fair. Uh, Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since. Oh gosh, it's been however long. I'm gonna look that up actually real quick. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in the meantime, two free agent acquisitions besides Philip Deneau that came up to mind this past off season actually that have helped them out a lot. Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson. Toffoli coming over from the Canucks. Before that, he came over from the uh, Kings. He was a longtime Los Angeles King. Um, and he's been ablazing, <laughs> to say the least. I think he, yeah, he's third in the NHL in goals. And this dude was mainly expected to be a depth piece, another depth piece for their team as well. He, he's he been like a second lineman throughout but, his time. But keep in mind, I'm going to roast Montreal here. It is Montreal. I'm sure he'll ascend it to mediocrity in no time. <laughs> <laughs> that That is fair. That is fair. Uh, you, <laughs> that's a good point. Well, that's kind of what they're faltering off to anyways. As I said, they're faltering off to fourth in the division. I think they were around first or second battling with Toronto, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, but the, he's, it's just amazed me how he has 15 goals and he's near the top of the league in goals right now for a team. Josh Anderson is another great depth piece. Came over from the Columbus Blue Jackets, oh, your favorite team. no, no. <laughs> uh, they made the trade. Uh, Canadians in the offseason made the trade for him for Max Domi and I forget who else, but I think it was mainly Max Domi. <laughs> it was another dude who was also playing well over his head. I thought at least when he went to Montreal as well. Um, but anyways, uh, he's. Let me look at his stats real quick, actually. Uh, so he, trying to find him, hello, there he is, there we go, 10 goals, yeah, honestly, I consider anybody above probably like 11, 12 goals to be the superstar of the team, so to speak, at this point in the season, um, but at least having 10 is amazing, still pretty, pretty dang good, because that's top, I think, 25? Players? Only 25 players have that feat, I think, so far? Something like that. I'm not sure, Evan, but I will take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So, Josh Anderson, 10 goals, 4 assists. Uh, Tyler DeFoley, 15 goals, 8 assists. But uh, look at at who leads the freaking team, though. Jeff Petrie. I think he leads all defensemen in goals with 10. Wow. As well. That's so 10 goals. That's impressive. So, uh, it's... Pretty impressive there. It leads the team in points, 24 and 26 games, which is pretty outstanding feat uh, just in itself. Um, some other general players to wrap this up. Nick Suzuki. I like Nick Suzuki. Personally. I I heard some great things about him early on in the season, how well he was doing. And I think he's pretty young, so he could blossom into the next superstar for Montreal. Oh, abs- absolutely. He's This is the good young depth that they need to come up. 
But that's why I think they keep hiring or putting in free agents that um, – what am I trying to say? They keep putting in free agents to basically like – like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like father the kids basically into yeah, maturity in just a way. Also to kind of keep it competitive until they can really step, step into their own shoes and really take over for the team. Yeah, yeah this dude – First of all, Nick Suzuki's only 21. That's 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 yeah, great for Montreal. Already, so. If you're a Montreal fan, you should be excited. <laughs> you should be excited. I think he's a good depth piece. Another, or excuse me, young depth piece. This is the more of the phrase I was looking at. Another good one is Jesperi Kokinemi. I don't know if you remember who he is at all. Yeah, um, rings a bell. He was great during his freshman year, which I think was two years ago. I think it's his third year now in the league. Um. But uh, I think he's faltered off a little bit in the past two years. He's got 14 points. That's solid. Um, but that's another, like, good depth piece that they have, especially young. Um, another dude they signed to the free agency was Corey Perry from the Dallas Stars mm. to Foster. He's been all right. He's, I don't know about that one. He's old. He has 10 points. I mean, eh. Um... Some other ones you're talking about. Uh, um, Shea Weber's been there for ages. He's the captain there. He's big old slap shot with him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a great shot. I, I, I would say just in general, Montreal is one of the best defenses, I think, uh, in the Canadian division, that is. Well, they have one of the best goalies. I would That's also that fair. Carey Price. We, don't talk about, we need to talk about him. <laughs> All right, you want to you go ahead and talk about Carey Price? Yeah, so I'm not sure what his um, goal save percentage is right now, but Carey Price has um, well been known to be one of the only things keeping Montreal relevant, especially in the past. Now they're a little bit better, but Carey Price is definitely one of the um, golden standards for goalies in the NHL. 0.906 save percentage. That's all right. That's all right. It's actually interesting because Jake Allen, who is another – yes, another free agent they signed – just realizing how how busy their, the Canadians' offseason was. Another piece they signed actually has a better save percentage than uh, Carey Price. Oh, boy. Well, Montreal will, will be split on that decision, I'll tell you that. To be fair, they needed a backup goaltender to help out Carey Price, who was bending over backwards trying to save his team. Yeah, and Carey Price has been in the league. He's a veteran, so it's – he definitely needs some support. Every goalie needs support. He is 33. Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting up in age. Uh, but he's been helping out the team a lot with that. Um, all right, so let's try to wrap this up just in general. Uh, so those are most key players. Um, they need they need a superstar. Th- th- that's just what I think they need. They don't have a legitimate first line I think Toffoli's probably on it now. Toffoli, maybe Suzuki, maybe Gallagher. Brandon Gallagher is also another good depth piece for them. But as much as this team has a lot of good depth pieces, and that's what you want from a team, to be able to support star players. You need star players. Yeah, I'd rather have a solid four lines and one great line and three less than stellar lines. But you definitely need superstars still. So I kind of have this team around – because of especially like competitive Canadian division, I I have this team probably exactly where they are. <laughs> probably maybe just not making the playoffs. Maybe fifth if they really falter that far down. 
Um, but I thought last year in the playoffs actually proved they were pretty good. Um, but yeah. All right, so that's it for Montreal, man. That that took a while to get through. Um, just realizing, got 24 minutes in, and we've only talked about one team. Well, I'll try to go a little bit more quickly, but it's fine. I I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm enjoying my time doing this, and if this lasts an hour and a half, two hours, and so be it. <laughs> um. All right, next team over traveling to the west. I think it's Toronto. It, it is Toronto. Yep. It's Toronto, then Ottawa, then I think. We'll, we'll get to the other rest teams. The yeah. King Maple Leafs, unstoppable in their conquest of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that. That's great. Um, yeah. So Maple Leafs, this is the team I have winning the Canadian division, and they are leading the Canadian division with good notice. Um, but this is this is like you could almost say this is another Maple Leafs season, honestly, because. It doesn't matter what division you're, they're at. They're always near the top or at the top themselves. I think Boston's the only like team they've that's been ahead of them when they've been in the same division. Oh, uh, the Boston. nemesis, the Boston Bruins. Yes. Um, this team, though, just look, they look better than the past two years, though, I think, just in general. I wouldn't say by too much, but they do look better. So my question when you say that is Toronto's offense, I think, is unquestioned. How is their defense doing so far? That's always been the question for Toronto. <laughs> uh, can they get a legitimate freaking defense? Um, I would say their goaltender, Anderson uh, – why am I forgetting his first name? Frederick Anderson uh, has been doing great as much as he, I think, has always been for the, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, let me take a look at their defense. Morgan Riley has been leading the defense back there for quite some time. Just in general. Uh, but yeah, the question has always been with their depth of defense, which has been quite literally zero, yes. just about. Especially because they've, money-wise, they've put a lot of money into their forwards. Austin Matthews, uh, Tavares, some of the forwards that come in my head. I'm sure there's plenty of others that are significant. I mean, this is basically like an all-star first-line lineup you pretty much have. Which is why they're getting the contributions they are, basically. Um, but uh, I just say, first of all, what a season for Austin Matthews. <laughs> this dude's been injured for three games. I know that might not seem like a lot, but he leads the league, not only just the Canadian division, the league in goals. So, with 21. And I think the next guy up, you could say is maybe Toffoli with 15, honestly. Because not many people at 15. I think I'm probably missing somebody. Oh, oh, uh, Connor McDavid, who, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, yes, we will. Um, I think McDavid has 16, but he still leads the goals by five goals. He got a goal last night. I think in the game prior, he got two goals. He has three goals, I think, in his last two games. That's just thinking in the back the past two games. Um, but yeah, him, Mitch Marner, who they were considering not signing again because of how much money they've been spending on forwards. <laughs> Period. But he's been amazing. Um, this team is just stacked offensively. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. 
Offense will win the game no matter what. <laughs> we always say this, and or not, we we'll always say this. I, obviously, this is the first freaking show, but um, it it just seems like this this team another amazing regular season, and it's been that way since probably 2018. So past three seasons now, where they've been at this height, basically ever since they got Austin Matthews to mature. This is definitely one of the elite players in the game. Um, and their first line has been incredible with Tavares, Matthews, and Marner. <laughs> Which all three guys have over a, just about averaging over a point per game, which is incredible. Yeah, and I'm not too surprised because even with the Lightning, when we talk, like, they were doing well in the league, and it took them some time to finally figure it out. I think Toronto is finally figuring out. It takes a couple of times being good to really understand your powers. Mm -hmm. But can this team actually go the distance in the playoffs? That has been always the question. They haven't won a playoff series in so long. I don't even remember when. They're definitely cursed. But they're cursed. They have an amazing regular season, and then they faltered in the first round for so long. Last time it was against the um, – in uh, 2018, it was against the Bruins. In 2019, it was also against the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> and then last year it was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I remember that, but uh, another – Terrific season just done in the matter of a five to seven seven to five game series uh, five game series last year um, but yeah it's very strange yes they are quite an enigma hopefully they figure it out they they deserve some happiness I hope so they haven't won the cup since I remember like nineteen sixty six I think something like that something like that. But anyways, I just figured out the last Canadian team to win the, Mont the Stanley Cup, and it was the Montreal Canadiens back in 1993. 1993, I do know that. So 27 years since any of these Canadian teams have been able to do anything. Some of them I can give excuses for, like the Winnipeg Jets, who are fairly new. Uh, but everybody else has got to get their grip together, including this team, which they have so much potential. They have so... I think the thing that's also helping them besides Matthews having an absolute breakout of a year, he's honestly the – I'd probably my second favorite player out of everyone in the National Hockey League right now. Second best player. I'll tell my best player later on. Um, but just the way he scores goals is amazing. But uh, it, it's the depth, I think, coming through as well. Just a little bit. Just enough. Uh, Zach Hyman, eight goals, eight assists. He's done pretty well. William Elander has 22 points off the second line for 11 goals and 11 assists. Um, Morgan Riley's contributing to the offense. Looks like he has 19 assists as well. Um, I mean, they're getting a little bit as well. Wayne Simmons has been injured for a little bit before, but he had he's a Wayne Simmons is a free agent pickup signing. Um, I think before the Maple Leafs, he was shortly in. Buffalo <laughs> with the Sabres, uh, but that didn't work out there. Uh, I'm not surprised. He's kind of like – Wayne Simmons is kind of like a uh, charter man just in general. He just goes somewhere for like a he's year. He's with the Flyers, right? He's he with the Flyers okay. for a long time. Then he was with Nashville briefly. Then he was with the Devils briefly. 
Then he was with the Sabres briefly. When I say briefly, I mean a year or within a year. <laughs> he just flat out didn't work there, and at least he's finally getting his chance with Toronto again. Um, and he has five goals through 12 games, which is actually pretty good. But uh, that is interesting. Mikheyev. That was the one depth piece, the other depth piece I was looking at. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev. Good, young depth for them to be able to come up as well. Four goals, five assists. Through 28 games, yes. Uh, but any depth you can help to help the first line. Although the first line obviously can do it all. It's probably the best first line in the Canadian division with Marner, uh, Matthews, and um, Tavares. Although I think they had Joe Thornton on there for a little while. <laughs> uh, to be fair... Yeah, I'm looking at Thornton's stats. He's been injured for a little bit, but uh, I don't know how this dude's still in the league. I'm about to say, <laughs> he's, I mean, his pass, he's done a great job, but um, he's definitely on the older side, but his contribution is not um, unnoticed. Let's go. 41. Yeah, I was looking at how old he is. 41 years old. Um, I mean, you compare this to a bunch of old people. That not that how old Tom Brady is? Tom Brady's actually 43. He's going to be 44. Jeez. <laughs> The point is getting up there, though, and you have to still be able to skate quickly with everybody, obviously, else in the National Hockey League. Yeah, it's a little, it's so, a little different than football. I guess wrapping this team up, um, where do you see this team going, <laughs> just in general, like, in, in the next couple? They're leading the Canadian division. They're, in my opinion, the top team out of all the seven, to be able to have a chance. I definitely can say they'll win the Canadian regular season division, and that's all I can speak to because I can't trust the Maple Leafs. <laughs> you don't trust them? Yeah, I mean, for good measure, you can't trust the Maple Leafs in the uh, postseason. But I'm just trying to think of other teams I trust in the Canadian postseason, and there's not much for the Canadian division. So they, I'll admit, and I just thought since they actually look better this year than – prior years even they do and slash might have a chance to be able to actually win the Canadian because they'll be playing against Canadian teams in the playoffs yeah a lot of the Canadian teams are inconsistent like we'll get to Montreal is decent capability Edmonton also kind of seems to struggle in the long run so we'll, we'll, we'll get to those teams yeah. in a minute but yeah uh I I want to have them winning the Canadian division because they're definitely the team with the best talent in the Canadian in Canada, but I just don't know if they're gonna pull through. I just don't know. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. I'm just gonna go ahead and say sure. We'll 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 come back to that thought. We'll we'll probably come back to the Canadian teams definitely. We'll come back uh, back to these teams in the playoffs definitely. Uh, we'll have well recording for that, uh, as well as a recording for all the other divisions coming up later about all the other three divisions but moving on further out to the west we have the ottawa senators our third team of seven we're talking about now um now we we said there was the i called this the mostly 500 division and toronto is the team above that 500 division at least for me how good they are and, and then there's ottawa which is the one team definitely below that 500 mark Oh, be nice to the poor Senators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is uh, definitely the team I have way down there. Uh, 
they've been down now for two years. I see. I feel like they're the Ottawa curse is ever since that knuckle puck went through in the 2017 Eastern Conference Final against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I remember that they had Eric Carlson, they had Mark Stone, they had great players who are now on other teams. <laughs> So is Mike Hoffman, again, on another team. Uh, but, boy, their season fell apart <laughs> after that 2017 season. 2018 was a disaster of a season after making it to the, to the conference finals. <laughs> and then 2019 and 2020 have been basically recovery years and still in the doldrums of the basement, which they still hold. You know, I, I, I like the centers. They had Daniel Alfredson. They were really good, especially back in the 2000s. And now it's sad to see where they've fallen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Although, I, I'm not even sure if you can call them the mighty that much. No, I would never <laughs> describe them as mighty, but they, they, they've had their moments. That is fair. They. This is a team that has okay depth. And I wouldn't say this is the worst team in the National Hockey League, although they're definitely down there. Uh, mainly because they have people who are way young and do not... It's basically... I feel like this team is basically trotting out a bunch of babies onto the ice and seeing if they actually do anything. I mean, I think this is one of the youngest teams in the NHL, period. I think. Their best player, Thomas Shabbat, on the defense is 24. I was just looking at some of the other players who have the top amount of points on their team, and it's Drake Batherson, who I actually think is going to be pretty good up and coming, as well as Brady Kachuk, who I think is going to be there for a while to come, Um, and Tim Stutzel, who is their second overall pick of the last draft. He is in the talks for Rookie of the Year. I'd probably say definitely for the Canadian vision. I'm not sure for all the NHL. Um, but he's got six goals and nine assists uh, with 15 points, which is pretty good. But uh, this team's worst nightmare, I think, is defense. <laughs> I mean, the other night they oh gave my. up. Go ahead. So I'm just looking up the goals against 115. That is significantly more than... Any other Canadian team division, that's scary. So you're saying that's the worst division. Or, sorry, the worst defense of the division. Yes. So in comparison to another team, like, that, you said they obviously have the worst goals against. But what's the next team that has, like, the worst? Just to give, like, a retrospect of how far down under they are. The next one is Vancouver at 99. So they're the only team over 100. Yes, and, they're the only and team. And well over 100. Well over 100. I was <laughs> I was very startled. I did not expect that. Uh, I mean, I, I the, yeah, the, the biggest problems is their defense. They they have I mean we were just talking about this good depth or I, I wouldn't call it good depth, but young depth and promising depth. That that's better words for them. Um for the future for them uh, to be able to build upon their offense, which I think is just learning, going through golden pains. They're not great at all, uh, but they're going through golden pains, and right now they they have the ability with Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson and Tim Stutzel to become good hockey players, maybe like that Marner's 
Matthews line, they just gain some age, basically. Um, but their major problem is defense. Yeah, everything else can settle itself out, but you need to figure if you're giving up 115 goals so far, that's just tough to win regardless. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have Thomas Shabbat and nobody else in that defense, really. Uh, Mike Riley. I was like, Erica Branson. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Three points in 29 games. He's got a minus 12 on the plus minus. Uh, you see, you know, plus minus is, I'm pretty sure that's based on how many goals you give up rather than goals yeah. you uh, give. And what I mean by goals given is goals are scored whenever you're on the ice. Yeah. So way wacky of a defense, way inconsistent. I <laughs> They gave up seven goals against the Edmonton Oilers the last night. I know Edmonton is a good offense, but jeez. And then conversely, on goals four, they are second to last behind Calgary. Not a great recipe with 77. As I said, this team is young. Uh, yes, they're not great because of that, and they don't have good tip scoring. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't even think that's the worst issue. I think the worst issue is the defense and the goaltending. Oh, my goodness, the goaltending. That's something they were expecting to be maybe their rock. They were expecting maybe a Marc-Andre Fleury to come in. But instead, they signed in the offseason Matt Murray. They got rid of their longtime goaltender in Anderson, uh, Martin Anderson. But they have Matt Murray and Marcus Hogberg. Marcus Hogberg, I think, is very young. Um, but both guys have .8. Matt Murray has a .88 save percentage, but Hogberg has a .86 save percentage. And both give up almost about four goals per game. <laughs> Matt Murray has struggled immensely. They have He's not been the guy that they want him to be, basically. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He had his peak with, Peng, with the Penguins, and he seemed to kind of fallen off since then, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's fallen off. The defense is in a mess. <laughs> They they need they need some defense uh, defense acquisitions at least in free agent better than Erica Branson <laughs> better than Erica Branson um, but uh, yeah it's it's wacky and weird and this team I think they'll get some offense through time through the next year or so probably not this year but uh, the next year or so but they need defense especially either through free agency or depth. I guess what I mean by depth is uh, up and coming from the draft. So, yeah, I think last thoughts um, about this team. First of all, do you like their uh, logo change, Hayden? Remember they changed their logo this past year? Oh, let's see. Let's the, see with the logo. Actually, I like the... It's the um, classic. I like the new ones it. than the classic ones they used to have in the 90s. Oh, so you like the the ones they've been using for the past, like, 10 years yeah. before this year? Yeah. It's a little weird. I think they're just trying to looks change like a, things up. Looks like a Roman rather than, like, a... I mean, I guess a Roman senator. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it kind of looks like the uh, 
uh, citrus, uh, so one of the citrus beers, Shock Top. That's how I've always solid, but <laughs> different opinions on that. <laughs> yeah, yep. All right, but moving on from Mono, we're going to go to team number four. Uh, and we're, God, we're 45 minutes in, and we're only halfway through. I, I mean, I expected this to about, be about an hour and a half anyways, two hours. Now, I think here's where we get to the rest of the 500 teams, besides Montreal. All right, so next up is further out west is Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets. Now, as much as every Canadian division, we go all hardcore on these people for not winning a cup since 1993 for all of – Canada, basically. Um, especially with new teams like the Blues and the Bolts winning their first Cups in a while. As well as the Capitals before that as well. Um, the Jets can be a little more relaxed on. Jets were formerly known as the Atlanta Thrashers. They moved over, over in uh, 2010. And since then, they've basically recovered themselves out of the doldrums of Atlanta. And I thought the first great season they had was, I think it was 2018? Yeah, 2018, they beat the Wild in a season, uh, in a postseason series. They beat the Predators as well, and they got to the conference finals against the other new team in the Golden Knights. <laughs> Which, obviously, they, they went on to lose that, and the Golden Knights went on to stand the Cup in their first inaugural season. Um, but I was so happy for them, uh, and since then, their depth in scoring has been great. I honestly think this is the best depth, offensive-wise, that I have. They also have good first line as well. Their problem is defense, <laughs> as much as we've seen with other teams, yes. Uh, I think the only problem that doesn't have that is, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The only problem that doesn't have that is, uh, Montreal, thank you. Yes, I was going to say it myself with Jeff Petrie and, uh, Shea Weber. Anyways, uh, back to Winnipeg, back to Winnipeg. So, they're pretty good. What, what do you, what do you think, Aiden? Yeah, right now, um, they're second in the division. Has some um, games played in hands. But overall, um, Winnipeg, definitely they seem competitive. I know they had some offense. They got rid of Patrick Line, yeah. which I think is a big loss for them. But, um, but they've they, been competitive. They, they did get someone back in return for Patrick Line. Right? Who's that? It's uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, they, right. That's, that's who oh, they the made, Blue Jackets They made the trade with the Blue Jackets because that's where Line is now. Line is with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. What do you think of the trade in itself? Because, oh, first of all, before you say that, they also, the Winnipeg Jets also gave up, yeah, I don't know if you ever remember this, uh, who's, what's his name? Jack Roslevic. Well, I thought it's also been a good depth score for the Blue Jackets now that he's gone there, but they also gave him up as well. So now, I guess, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Um, I guess they wanted... A new change for him, and I think I think both sides won. Um, Blue Jackets also got a good player, and um, Patrick Line uh, Dubois is also a great player, and so I think both sides wanted to see what a new piece could do for him. So I think I think it's an acceptable trade by both sides. That's fair. Something I'm questioning though is that this team has a lot of power forwards. That's that's why I thought I made th- this trade was like eh, 
I know Patrick Line was always like he wanted to kind of get out of Winnipeg, just face a new at face a new atmosphere. Um, but for another power forward, this team just mainly screams power forwards to me. Mark Shifley, he's kind of a two way player in a way, both power and a sniper. Um, he's more of a playmaker actually as well. Thirty four points in twenty six games is pretty good. Um, off that first line, the most amount of goals though belongs to. Nikolai Ehlers, 13 goals. He's up there in the top, one of the best goals. I think he's had a very improved season since last year. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. I mean, Winnipeg, like I said, depth is very important, so any contribution can definitely help them on their quest. I mean, they could compete with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They could. I, I, I do think they could as well with their offense. Kyle Connor, another good depth beast. He's... Also, my age, he's got 12 goals, 13 assists. Blake Wheeler, their captain, it's pretty good. But back to my th- back to my theme, I, I'm not sure if Pierre Luc Duval just fit fitted here. He's he's more of a power forward in a way. He's a little bit of a playmaker as well. But they always have the, they already have a power forward in Blake Wheeler. I I, I kind of see a power forward in a way in Mark Shifley, I guess. They have a power forward also in Paul Stastny. I'd probably – he's kind of a two-way player, but I don't know. I just feel like I have a bunch of centermen on this team that can't uh, don't can't move very much, I guess, if that's a way to say that. Um, yeah, he, he, he has 11 games played, seven points so far with the team after 11 games played. That is pretty good. Um Depth-wise, this team's all right, but it, it's mainly in that first line with at least the first four players, Wheeler, Connor, Ehlers, and Shifley, um, really have great contributions to the team. Yeah, like I said, they definitely they have support around them to achieve whatever. <laughs> to achieve whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this team could do it. They need a little more defense. This defense has pretty much been stung ever since Dustin Bufflin left them uh, for good. Because then I, I, that's why I thought they were a legitimate team. Because Dustin Bufflin helped them a lot on the defensive end. Ever since they lost him, they haven't had the same punch in the back line. And so Connor Hellebuck, is, the goaltender, has basically needed to stay stand on his head in a way. <laughs> For them to uh, be able to do that. But yeah, him. Bersois is not too bad as a backup goaltender as well. Uh, but Connor Hellebuck, pretty good. 0.911 save percentage as well. He's doing pretty good. Uh, so I guess in closing, where do you where do you see this team as well? This is one of my 500 teams. Great offense, just defense is eh. I, I, I have questions. I think the Winnipeg Jets can succeed in the Canadian division. They've probably won the top half, which they are currently, but I'm not sure I have t- too much postseason success for them. I think they make the postseason. I, I I think they do, but I don't think they win it. No. No, I don't They'd think they win They'd be lucky to win a series. Yeah, because they almost look like the – I was about to say they look at like the same team as they did last postseason – but to be fair, they had Patrick Laine and uh, Mark Shifley out of the series, <laughs> which is two of your best players. 
So that was pretty much a blow for them. So we'll see what happens. I think they'll make it a – they'll either be in the championship of the Canadian division, which means the conference semifinals, or they'll be – at least make the – I have them at least making the playoffs, though. I, I, with that offense, I, I, I have them making the playoffs. So, all right. You good? Yep, I'm good with the Jets. Good with the Jets. So it sounds like a new uh, sitcom. It does. Hanging with the Jettisons. <laughs> <laughs> it's the no, it's like the old Jetsons cartoon. Isn't right? Yep. That's what yeah, that's that's what I was alluding yeah. to. Alright, three more teams left. Um I mean Calgary and Edmonton are pretty much in the same location because it's the Battle of Alberta. Which which team do you want to go with first? I think Calgary. I think Calgary's farther east, just slightly. Yep, yep, we'll go with Calgary. Alright. The Calgary Flames, 14 out of 7. Wait, four, did I get that right? Fifth, fifth team out of 7 we're now talking about on here. Um, oh, boy, this team, yeah, another one of those 500 teams. Right now, I think they're out of, yeah, right now they're out of the playoffs. They're in that fifth spot of the six, or out of 7. They, this is... Hmm. I wouldn't say this is the Canadians team, which confuses. I'd say I'd say this is even more confusing than the Canadians team. Where Canadian team, we have people playing way over the heads, and I don't get why, <laughs> free agent wise. Calgary, I'm confused when this team's gonna show up and when this team doesn't show up. This team is almost like the Maple Leafs in the playoffs as well. They show up during the regular season, and then they lose to last seeded avalanche in five games two years ago then last year they get absolutely humiliated by the stars <laughs> in the postseason oh they beat the jets in the series as well but there's a common theme going on here yeah the the flames um have really gotten flack for not living up to their capability, and then now they're starting to lose some of their pieces, and they're going to be mediocre for a while. <laughs> you think they'll be mediocre for a while? I think so. Okay. I, I, Johnny Gaudreau is definitely the best player on their team, I'd probably say. You could you could argue with him and Giordano, their captain defenseman, who's a good defenseman. I, I will admit that. Um, but Gaudreau, what, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, I'll, I'll bring up some I have, stats in the meantime, but I, I, I mean, I like Gaudreau. I said I'm not saying that the Flames don't good players. I'm just saying as a team overall, they don't feel like they never really complement each other. And I thought the Flames have always lacked consistent goaltending that they needed to do well. They just signed Jacob Markstrom from the Canucks, right? He's been, eh. So yeah, he had a good. He's been very run, questionable. But... I think they still have, yeah. Mark, Jacob Markstrom and David Riddich, who David Riddich has always, always been there. Markstrom has been eh. 0.91 save percentage, eh. Nine wins, seven losses, eh. I mean, this is, as I said, this is a team around 500, so he's been eh. <laughs> this is also a team, I don't remember, they made a coaching change. They fired their coach, and they got the, uh, I forget his name, but they hired the coach who used to be with the Calgary Flames, who brought the Calgary Flames to the 2003 Stanley Cup Final, I think, and against your team, 
the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't remember that. Because the Lightning had that cup win in 2003. <coughs> As a matter of fact, I actually root for the Flames a lot because I want a Lightning-Flames rematch. Really? So, hear me out. The Lightning actually won their Stanley Cup when they were in Edmonton in the bubble. And yeah. the, when we won the Stanley Cup, it was against also a team from the province of Alberta. So, I just think it's a good luck omen for the Lightning. <laughs> to be able to play against Alberta teams in your or Stanley in Alberta, Cup or yep, or just it's in. just something that okay. goes hand in hand. Makes no sense, but that's my theory. It's <laughs> a good theory. It's a good. That's a good point. Um, I just going back to the players, but they hired the coach, yeah, who brought the Calgary Flames to their Stanley Cup final, 2003. He won the cup with the Kings twice when he went over the LA Kings. So maybe he brings them good luck again? We'll see. But I think player-wise, th- this is a team like Montreal. They have good depth. I think they have less depth, honestly, than the uh, – I'd probably say they have less depth than the Montreal Canadiens, which means, means they're just a little bit worse than them. Uh, but they have, they have good depth players. They don't have a superstar. I, I, want, I want Johnny Gaudreau to be their standout player. And he was two seasons, two or three seasons ago, but ever since then he's he's been a great top first lineman. He hasn't been an elite first top linesman. That makes sense. Yeah, he's got 23 points in 27 games. He's definitely the soul of the team. There's no doubting that. Yeah, he's got good depth around him. Elias Lindholm, Matthew Kachuk. I like him a lot actually. I think he's the better brother of the Kachuks. Period. Out of Brady and. Matthew. Matthew, 21 points in 27 games. He's pretty good. He's also from St. Louis. <laughs> okay, let's try to not work any too, too much bias back into, into this about talking about St. Louis again. But uh, Sean Monahan, he's also been there with Calgary for a while now. Andrew Mangiapane, he had a great postseason last year. I thought he was going to take an extra step. Him and Dylan Dupe... Good depth players, but I, I kind of want them to take another step up if they want to make Calgary into a better team, I think, as well. Uh, their defense is a little questionable, but I it's eh. It's just eh. It's just an, it's an eh team. It's the, only, yeah. it's, the keep, it's the word I keep running back into. Um, yeah, definitely they're not going to shock you with, like, surprising performances or – Losing, having like a game losing streak, they're just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, the the free agents they signed also over the offseason have been eh. They said Jacob Markstrom, Brett Ritchie has not done much at all. He's been barely starting at all. Chris Tenev, signed from the Canucks, has been also eh. He's been better for the defense, but he doesn't contribute a lot to the offense <clears throat> with only four points in 27 games. Um, but. As wrapping this team up, where do you where do you see this team? Rolling? I see them being where they are exactly right now and continuing. Fifth, barely out. Barely out. Yep. I I have this team sixth. I have this team moving down one spot and being right above Ottawa. They at least have a little more scoring depth to get them there, but they ugh, I ugh, they need more. They need more. And it's just, I think they've lost their potential ever since Gaudreau, Lindholm, and... Eh. 
I keep running back into that word when not, I keep... Not many other, uh, not many other words sounds for says. Evan to describe this team. That's uh, very, very fair. That's very true. All right, two teams left. Now we get on to, I think, one of the more interesting teams to talk about, the Edmonton Oilers. The Battle of Alberta has been great. At least we've had good matchups with that Battle of Alberta. Severe matchup between um, uh, the uh, Flames and the Oilers. It's been pretty good. But this team, ever since they got Connor McDavid back in, was it 2015, 2016? One of those years, I think. Uh, ever since they got Connor McDavid, who is my favorite player. Favorite player to watch, and I think the best player hands down in the NHL. Wow, that's he, a bold statement. He has the most points in the NHL, first of all, by a freaking great amount. I I just wish he had depth. So you're saying you wish it wasn't on the Oilers. <laughs> sure. 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 I mean, this is hilarious. You have two guys, McDavid and Drysettle, who have basically carried this team hands down to everything relevant. And they're amazing players. These are definitely going to be future Hall of Famers. Absolutely. Um, definitely future Hall of Famers. And I, they carry the – jeez, they – They've brought this team at least back to the postseason because before they had McDavid and Drysdale, they were just flat out irrelevant <laughs> and bottom feeders like the Sabers, and we'll get to them in another podcast. But uh, it <laughs> McDavid and Drysdale, eighty. Look, look at this. McDavid has eighty forty eight points, leads the entire National Hockey League by so many points. Drysdale has forty two points. And then the next top player on their team, point-wise, is Tyson Berry with 22. And that's under, that's almost under half the amount that Drysaddle has. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The only depth they have that I see is Nugent Hopkins occasionally, and Yamamoto is young, and I think is going to be at least a good depth piece to come if they keep him around. Uh, and maybe Pugliarvi, and that's it. <laughs> Darnell Nurses has seven goals as, on the defense, but even I, I, I consider that defense to be atrocious. That's also been there. Very, very similar to the Maple Leafs. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see those two teams meet the playoffs. What, how that would unfold. Yes, first one of the ten wins. Well, they lost against Chicago last year in the postseason. Chicago is Chicago is a lot different. Okay, this Chicago year than last looks a year. lot. Chicago looks a lot better this year, but last year they looked still terrible. Yeah. So, we'll we'll talk about Chicago later because that's that's actually an interesting team to talk about. But um. Tyson Berry, I thought, actually, yes, helps out their defense a little bit, but they still need more. Tyson Berry, they got in free agency from the Maple Leafs. Um, he's been great for them, but God, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and nobody else. 
<laughs> and nothing but first-round exits because they don't have any depth. The top line, though, it's so good. It's so scary. <laughs> it's Hall of Fame worthy. As I said, it's the best two players maybe in the National Hockey League, and then you have a bunch of guys who should honestly be in the a- AHL. Edmonton, fourth line guys. Fix your problem, or people are gonna look back into history and they're gonna be like, "How does he not do well? Fix it now." It's just like wasting careers. It's like Buffalo. I, I love how everything bad goes back to the Sabers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could do some like crazy chalkboard and everything connects back to the Buffalo Sabers and the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, oh, but. <laughs> But uh, they're just wasting their careers. Wasting. <laughs> I'm so upset, even though I'm not a freaking Edmonton fan. I imagine how they feel right now. I'd love to hear some comments about from Oiler fans how they're feeling about this. I just all right. So I guess in conclude. So lastly, we haven't talked about goaltending. Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Eh. What do, you, what do you think? So, Mike Smith was a goalie with the Lightning um, way long time ago. ago. Way long ago. And I know he's been around team to team, and I don't know about the other goaltender. Their goals against average seems... Let's see, their save percentages are both roughly... One's 927 for Mike Smith, so that's pretty respectable. So maybe that's something they can lean on. He has his years. That's what I pretty much, like... That's his problem. He's not very consistent. But no. when he can, when he's on, he can he can stop a good amount of pucks that come at him. Very true. But he was awful in last year's playoff series against the Blackhawks. It's partly why. Ugh, I, yeah, he he just needs to get better more consistently. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Oh, brother. I, yeah, this team is just, oh, brother. Where, all right, in conclusion, where do we see this team going? Edmonton Oilers actually have a higher upside, higher um, potential than they're playing right now. And I think um, they could go as high as they want to fix the problem. I think they could, I think they could come out of the Canadian division and start competing in the postseason if they wanted to. That's a pretty good bold assumption i i do have this team making the postseason you can't make the postseason without freaking Connor mcdavid and leon dry come on i i mean i don't see it. i don't see them being absolutely incredible i i see them losing in the first round heck yeah i do <laughs> but uh this team got shut out by the maple leafs in they had one goal in three games against the maple leafs <laughs> So even that's inconsistent if you consider a freaking good offense, even by them. So, I, yeah, I have this team making the playoffs, but definitely a first-round exit, without a doubt. I, I just know. All right, now we head on over to the last team in the Canadian division. Oh, brother, the Vancouver Canucks. And this – the last team, so I – Way on the West Coast, uh, first of all, I must say it's interesting for Montreal to fly way over to Vancouver to play them. That's got to be a heck of a plane flight. But uh, this team, oh, brother, 
I've said this a lot, but this is this is in my mind the most surprising team out of the seven for this year. And what I mean is surprisingly bad. <laughs> Not good. This team looked to be on the upside, especially after the postseason series they had last year. Is it, This has to be the Canucks, right? Yes. Oh, okay, but I, was, I wasn't even paying this, attention, and when I heard you say disappointment and not living up, I was like, it must be the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about already now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a team that's sixth in the Canadian division, and they deserve – not deserve, but – they put themselves there, obviously, but I, this is a team I did not see going there. I had this team heading into the year probably battling with first, honestly, yeah, with I Toronto. Yeah, expectations. Um, they beat the Blues last year in a series, right? I mean, this is a team that's still up and coming that's still very young, and they beat the Blues impressively, and they forced a Game 7 with the Vegas Golden Knights who are one of the best teams in the West. But oh, what what's happened? What's happened to them, Hayden? Um, I I haven't really been following too much of the Canucks. Okay. But I'm assuming they just kind of lost um, some of the mojo that got on there. Maybe their team chemistry right now isn't clicking. Because hockey, all four lines need to be complementing each other. And when you're not playing good hockey, those lines just aren't complementing each other. That's very true, and it's. I just say they their depth hasn't shown up. I think that's been one problem. Their main problem, though, I think, has been in defense. They've had a serious problem back there. Also, goaltending has not been that great. They signed Braden Holpe off the offseason from the Capitals uh, to replace Markstrom, and they were just going to have Demko back there as well. Uh, but... Let's look at these save percent. Eh, they're all right. Braden Hope has not been great. Less than 0.9 save percentage. Demko's been okay, 0.91. Um, I know the Canadians a little bit of a bloodbath division, but I still expected people to take a step forward. Elias Patterson, uh, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, they really haven't taken that full step forward, if that makes sense. But right, right along as you were saying, yeah. And then... They had depth, I just realized. They had depth show up last year in the playoffs. And this is a team that's usually known for depth, a good amount of young depth coming up. And this year, they have absolutely not shown up at all. Yeah, um, that is um, that's a fair thing to say. Tyler Mott, only six points. Adam Gaudet, only six points. This is just depth players way, way down below, but this players have Played a full 26 games mainly and just barely had any points. Jake Beagle, five points. Jake Vertanen, who I thought was going to be up and coming possibly this year, only three points in 25 games. They need depth scoring and they lost it. The only player who's taken a big jolt up is Brock Besser, who has 14 goals, which is – he's on pace for much better – uh, point totals than he did last season. So he's the only man that's taken a big step forward, especially because he has 14 goals, since that's one of the top numbers in the Hockey League, uh, National Hockey League, for goals, period. He has 29 points also in 30 games, which he's been fantastic. 
Quinn Hughes has been a rock back there, even though he's very young as well. Elias Pettersson, he struggled at the beginning of the season, but he's ever since the beginning of the season, it seems like he's turning a corner at least a little bit. Bo Horvat's a good captain, and JT Miller's a good power play guy, in my opinion, um, with 13 power play points. But I... Ugh. So I had those guys, we used to be talking about this depth that I was just talking about, but I, it's just not there. <laughs> and so that's why this team has definitely faltered down a good amount ever since then. Um, yeah, six Bring th- back the Sadini brothers. <laughs> back, uh, when, when did they retire again? 2017? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be handed off to Bo Horvat and Brock Besser and as I said, Brock Besser's definitely taking that step up this year. Bo Horvat's been okay, uh, but yeah, it's. Did, did you talk about Elias? The Elias. Elias. Elias yeah. Patterson. I he's stepped up, right? Eh, he struck. Well, I'd say recently he has stepped up a little bit. A little bit. The beginning of the season, he was awful. <laughs> That's, That's also why they kind of He was fell supposed to be this. one of the budding superstars. Everyone's like, Patrick Elias is going to be... He's going to take them to the next step. Hold up, Patrick Elias? Elias Pedersen. Elias Pedersen. My, my apologies, listeners. This, Anyways, this, this, hopefully he steps it up and then maybe Canucks have a chance to salvage anything. There you go. Yeah. I, I think that that as well as depth and goaltending. Just a, just a tad. Well, they got rid of their goaltender... Or they traded him. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They for Holtby to step it up. Yeah, yeah, you're he's right. Been a he's starter, one that needs to step it up. He's been a starter for the Capitals, and he won the Stanley Cup with the Capitals uh, three years ago. So yeah, that's also been a thing for them. Um, yeah. But uh, where, all right. In conclusion, for this team, I guess uh, moving forward, where do you where do you see this team? rolling playoff wise so first of all we're just over half i we meant perhaps mentioned this earlier but we're about almost halfway through the season yeah just about halfway through the season if not just a little bit more than halfway um, they will not be rolling in the playoffs you do prediction. not have this team roll okay i don't think they're gonna be able to figure it out maybe next year i'm not saying they won't be good in the future so you have montreal passing this team i do okay um i I guess overall inclusion, I I have the Maple Leafs making the playoffs. I have the Jets definitely making the playoffs. I have the Oilers definitely making the playoffs. And so, are, are we on the same page with that? Yes. You think? Okay. So then it's just a matter of uh, basically the Canadians versus the Canucks. Now, the Canadians actually did just play against the Canucks recently and they beat them five to one. So maybe maybe that's a predecessor to what's going to happen. Yeah. Possibly. I, I could be bold and say the Canucks are gonna get their act together. Um and have some motivation for this couple times. Canadians are still a very fringy team. So yeah, I definitely have the Flames and the Senators out. I just think it's going to be a bloodbath between the Canucks and the Canadians as of right now. And I'm going to be bold, actually, and say the Canucks can make it back in. 
I think they can do it. I mean, they definitely showed um, the grit last year and the capability to do it. You, but, mean, you mean in the playoffs last year? Yeah, in the playoffs last year. That is true. That is true. Uh, I mean, w- would you call this a gritty team? They, The way they play, I don't would not say they're a gritty team. I mean, there's some players on there that are gritty. JT Miller, Brock Besser in a way. Bo Horvat, definitely. Uh, it seems like Elias Pettersson is kind of not. He, no. he definitely, well, he definitely is not. But uh, that's okay. That's not yeah. what they need from him. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting because besides that first line, the only people have been able to contribute is their rookie, Niels Hoglander, as well. Just been pretty good up and coming. I think if he takes a big step up, he can help the Canucks um, out with that. So, I think the last thing I'll do, especially just for the fun of it, um, is we'll predict the scores tonight for the Canadian Division, if there are any coming up tonight. And there is, we have one, yeah, we only have one Canadian uh, matchup today. It's the Senators at the Oilers. Who are you, who are you feeling for this one? You said the Oilers have been on a struggling streak, right? I mean, no, they, they I, I, I even brought up the point of the Senators and how bad their defense was when they lost 7-1 to against the Oilers two nights ago. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I think the Senators are actually going to come back tonight, and I'm going to go Senators 4-3. With more, with more of a purpose? Yes. Senators okay, yeah. 4-3 or the Oilers tonight. Give me the upset. Give me the upset. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to go with the Oilers. I, 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 I can't. I, I, I get... I get it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go Oilers. I'm going to go by one goal, though. I think it was going to be a little bit closer. I'll go 4-3 as well. All right. It looks so. like we both anticipated a pretty close game. Yeah, hopefully for tonight. For the Canadian we'll, viewers, we'll maybe some fun to watch. Although that's literally for tomorrow, March 13th, and I still don't know when I'm going to be able to upload this podcast and figure that out. Yeah, there will be a little bit of it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can figure it out today. We'll see. You'll, you'll, you'll see. But today is, yes, March 12th, Friday. Um... Cool. So I guess any last thoughts about the Canadian division before we wrap things up? Um, I do not have anything for the Canadian division. I will have to say though, we might have another um podcaster come in. He doesn't know too much about hockey, but he is a fan of the Sharks. And so every now and then we might bring him in just for fun and see what he has to think about them. We'll bring him in for the West Division. That'll be fun. Yeah, we can bring that, him in for the I, West Division. That's what I meant. Yeah. So. Have him do a little research. Oh gosh. Ugh. Yeah, your roommate Tyler Sherrod. Um, he's just gonna crap on my blues the entire time. That oh. that's what's gonna happen. I I know it, cause <laughs> I I know him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But um, I think um, yeah, that'll be interesting to do. We're gonna do three more segments on all the other divisions: the East, the Central, and the West. Which one do you want to do next, Aiden? Well. Up and come our viewers. Do you want to go east to west, or do you want to start west? You well, we can random? do east. We'll go east first. Yeah, All right. that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, I forgot your bolts are in the central. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. We'll um, save our two teams for last. So yeah, we'll save our two teams for last. Save the buys for last. We'll get a good standing. Talk about the east next with the. That's pretty much. It's more of the northeast division in a way. The Sabers, it's, it's, Rangers, it's essentially all like the, New York the teams. metropolitan. Yeah. Kind of took over that primarily. Mm-hmm. 
That's fine. We'll talk about that next. Um, I guess last thought of this Canadian vision for me is Canucks need to get their act together uh, in one word. Oilers still need a lot more depth as well as the Flames. Actually, well, no. I'd probably say more of Canucks need to get their act together. Oilers need depth. <laughs> Flames and Canadians need a superstar. A shining light, because right now they don't, and they look like they're on the fringe of everything, and they're not going anywhere with the stuff they have. Um, and then who has left? Toronto just needs to face their postseason demons. <laughs> they're good. Psychological warfare over in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who am I forgetting? Oiler, or no, Senators. Oh, very fitting. Oh, and, oh, and the Jets. Uh, yeah, very fitting I'm forgetting the Senators. Uh. Senators need defense badly, and then I think they'll be a good team in about two or three years if they can get some good defense, uh, maybe with some draft picks or better free agents rather than Eric. I'm going to suggest if you played hockey and you think you're pretty good at it and you're a defenseman, I would go out to an open tryout for the Senators, and you might just make it. That's what the main thing you learned today is. <laughs> at this point, yeah, yeah. And then the Winnipeg Jets, uh, I'd probably say need defense. Yeah. Although, you could say that about a lot of teams. In the See, the Canadian league, but... division, offense, I feel like primarily isn't the issue. It's the defensive side and just the structure. Mm-hmm. And then a Canadian team will finally be able to host a cup again. How long do you think it's going to be? I don't think it's going to be this year. I do not think it's going to be this year. I Although... think within the next three years, because I think Toronto will host it finally. They will be able to lift the I think Toronto's going to be the next team to hoist it. I, I do think they'll finally conquer their demons. Uh, it could be this year. It could be this year. I I mean, we're still in a COVID year. Things pop up. And so, I mean, if why not this year? That's true. Especially Tampa finally beat their demons of being uh, humiliated. The Blues finally shed their... Stanley Cup demons, the Capitals before that finally won a Stanley Cup. Why not Toronto's turn? And two, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a blue team. The Blues are obviously a blue team. And the Maple Leafs are a blue team. I know it's not the most uh, intellectual conversation, but maybe Toronto's onto something. We're on a, we're on a trend here? <laughs> yes. On a trend here. All right. That's pretty good. Wow. All right. Cool. So... Yeah, that's the Canadian division. It's pretty good. Yeah, from I think we did pretty well. Canadian division from here down in Sunburn, Florida. Sunburn, Florida, and Sunburn, Zamboni. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll, as I said, go with the East Division next time. Um, and we're probably going to make the podcast about this long. How long is it? It's about an hour 20 minutes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good size. Hour 15, hour 30. I'm hoping we can get the divisions maybe quickly before the postseason, and then we can have postseason talks. Oh, postseason talks. Postseason talks are the best. They they will be very intense and intriguing. I could talk all day about last year's postseason, honestly, and there were some teams that learned some things. Yes, that will be definitely a podcast to talk about for another day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, all right, cool. Well, we'll talk to you later. Any final words, Hayden? Go Bolts. <laughs> go Bolts and go Blues here on Sun Van Zamboni. We'll catch you next time, suckers. Peace.